This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. This special presentation brought to you uh, by the PTB Wrestling Network. My name is Scott Criscolo. This is the official reaction podcast of NWA Always Ready. It's been about, I guess, technically 48 hours because the show concluded on uh, Saturday night and it is now uh, Tuesday morning if you're listening to this when it first dropped. We thank you for your patience. We had some issues and it could not drop yesterday. But honestly, we wanted to give people a chance to watch it. And, you know, it's a very busy time of the year. Uh, you know, June and all sorts of stuff going on as the weather's getting nicer. So we weren't sure. Uh, you know, we wanted to give people a chance to watch it before we did any, um, you know, spoilers or recaps. So if you have not watched NWA Always Ready yet and you don't know the results, um, I would... Uh, Pause this podcast, watch the pay-per-view, and then come back and listen uh, to me. Uh, overall, uh, I thought it was a good show. I enjoyed it very much. Um, it was a ton of fun. Um, I thought that there was a lot of good uh, storyline development. I think a lot of people were not fans of what happened at the end of the show and <laughs> i know one of them who's very close to me and to here at the network uh was not happy about it but we'll get to that uh in a little bit uh it took place of course saturday night in knoxville tennessee at the convention center and there was a ton of uh matches uh, a lot of them at the last minute um you know a lot of them because of uh changes because of injuries and such of course the big one is we were not going to get our scheduled nwa world's heavyweight title match between the champion matt cardona and the challenger nick aldis whether it was going to be a cage match or a uh, a death match um but we did we do have a new nwa world's heavyweight champion though um so let's break it down and we'll talk about it right here and uh, get everyone in on the skinny uh, of what happened. Of course, there was the pre-show. Uh, two matches were on the pre-show. Rodney Mack defeated Magic Jake Dumas. And uh, the Mortons won a three-way with the country gentlemen, AJ Kazana and Anthony Andrews, with Joe Kazana. So that was the TBA. And the ill-begotten, Alex Taylor and Jeremiah Plunkett, by pinfall. So those were the two... Um, those were the two... Uh, matches on YouTube, so nothing crazy there. Uh, the announcement did come out, though, from Joe Galley on the pre-show that uh, the next pay-per-view would indeed be uh, the final weekend of August, and it would indeed be uh, NWA 74, and it would once again take place for the second year in a row in St. Louis. They're going to go back to the chase. Uh, pay-per-view-wise, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. Uh, 
in terms of the power tapings, I hope they do a better job of doing that uh, than they did last August after NWA 73 because uh, the series of power shows started off kind of hot and then really petered out. They did a ton of them, and by, like, mid-October, the shows were so stale. Uh, I hope they do a better job of recording uh, and taping the Powers and uh, NWA USAs out of that show. But we got time to talk about that. So they did announce that NWA uh, 74 would be uh, the final weekend of August, August 27th to 28th. I have a feeling that on Saturday night, the 27th, we're going to have the uh, uh, the second annual Empower show, which was, of course, the all-women's uh, pay-per-view, which last year's show was a banger. Uh, I hope they do that again. And then... The next night will be NWA 74. So they announced that on the pre-show. All right. On the main show, uh, there was a total of 10 matches. This is a long night. I mean, it started at 8 o'clock. If you listen to us on the uh, Place to Be Nation Twitch channel, thank you so much for your support. We had a lot of great support on the chat. Uh, People were chatting it up. Our good friend Ben Locke was on there. Uh, Steven Sutton, a bunch of other guys that were watching as well. And we we thank you for your support. Uh, It was a lot of fun. Myself. The Kettleman, Callum McDougal, and then uh, a little bit into the show, the doctor, Dr. G. George Rubellino, joined me. He's not with me tonight, but he will be back giving his thoughts on the pay-per-view when he joins me for our regularly scheduled episode of the NWA Saturday special this weekend, this coming weekend. So, uh, All right, so the show opened with the uh, swan song match between Trevor Murdoch and uh, Aaron Stevens. Uh, fun little match, a little sloppy, but not too bad. Trevor Murdoch got the win by pinfall in 438. So not a not a not a long match. And and we'll uh we'll explain why Trevor Murdoch did not wrestle a long match on this show. Uh because <laughs> Sean Kidd will tell you he's a fat shit. But anyway. Uh the next match uh was our first title match of the evening, and what my opinion, one of the biggest upsets. Uh pretty empowered. The team of Ella Envy and Kenzie Page. Upset the hex of Allison Kay and Marty Bell to become the new NWA World Women's Tag Team Champions. That match was at 8.35. I was stunned. Uh, they, they uh, Ella Envy kind of cheated a little bit, but I, I, somebody made a great analogy uh, on, our, uh, on the chat. Somebody said that uh, Ella Envy and Kenzie Page is a lot like the w, uh, WCW... When uh, in 95, 96, when Sting and Lex Luger were the WCW Tag Team Champions, where Sting was like the the straight and narrow guy and Lex Luger kind of, you know, cheated and took shortcuts to help the team win and and Sting kind of looked the other way kind of thing. That's a lot how this is. Kenzie Page is the good-hearted baby face and Ella Envy uh, kind of takes the shortcuts. But it did happen and they are the new NWA World Women's Tag Team Champions as they upset the Hex, Allison Kay and Marty Bell. Uh, the next match, uh, this was the first real highlight of, uh, of the night for me. Uh, Homicide, the world junior heavyweight champion, took on his scheduled opponent, PJ Hawks. That match was a banger. Banger. I'm going to use that, that word a lot tonight. Um, Homicide has been amazing as the junior heavyweight champion. He has wrestled a ton since winning it at, uh, at the Crockett Cup. He's wrestled on on Power. He's wrestled on NWA USA. I mean, he has been he has been everywhere, and uh, I gotta say, he has been uh, top notch, absolute top notch. So he defeats PJ Hawks in ten fifty 
in a really fun match, uh, and PJ Hawks gave his all. Uh, but that's not the end of the story of the evening for Homicide. So all of a sudden, as they're talking, you know, and they're kind of doing high fives and stuff, out of the blue comes uh, the Fixers, Jay Bradley and uh, Wrecking Ball Ligurski, and they start beating the crap out of both guys. All of a sudden, now come the Mortons to try to break it up, and then Colby Carino comes out, talks to the referee, and suddenly we have another match. So I guess, even though Colby Carino... Um, had his title shot at the Power Trip show and lost, he technically was cashing in. He was the last guy on his team, that the last person, because, you know, Genocide and, and Paula Blaze, too. He was the last member of his team that did not, had not cashed in his Champion Series win title shot. Uh, and he was cashing it in at this moment. So we had a second... World Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, it was the Danes Champions Series cash-in uh, match. He was the last one. And Colby Carino and Homicide banged for another nine minutes, uh, eight minutes and 35. I'm sorry, let me read that again. Nine minutes and six seconds. And Homicide won again. So Homicide wrestled a total of 19 minutes and 56 seconds against two really swole opponents and won both matches. So He's one of my MVPs on this show. Homicide has been amazing as the junior heavyweight champion. He has worked his ass off. He's cons- he's consistently wrestled. He's consistently come up with great performances in the ring. And uh, and he's still your champion. So Homicide wrestled twice. He beat PJ Hawks in a scheduled match. And then he beat Colby Carino in an impromptu match to retain his junior heavyweight title. Uh, the next match uh, was a women's match as Natalia Markova took on uh, Taya Valkyrie. And uh, I got to give props to my uh, to my compadre, my co-host on the Saturday special, the doctor, Dr. G. Giorgio Bellino, because he successfully predicted that Natalia Markova would pull off the upset and beat Taya Valkyrie. I mean, she did that. Beat her in 843. Uh, not a bad match. Um, you know, they're both kind of uh, very um, aggressive strikers. You know, you weren't going to get a lot of flippy floppy stuff, but it wasn't really a bad match. Uh, I like Natalia Markova. I mean, I love Ty Valkyrie, but I don't know how long she's going to stick around. I think she's going to go back to Impact. Uh, Natalia Markova, I think, is a player, and um, uh, uh, and I think she's one that will eventually uh, go after uh, Camille for the World Women's Title. We'll talk more about her in a minute. Um, but uh, uh, Natalia Markova pulled off the big upset and defeated uh, Ty Valkyrie by pinfall in eight forty three. The next match uh, actually pleasantly surprised me. I thought it was going to be an absolute slop fest. It was not. It was actually very entertaining. Jax Dane, the national heavyweight champion, took on the former national champion, Chris Adonis. Uh, Jax Dane won in 10-19, but i got to be honest. I thought this was not going to be a pretty match at all, and it actually was not that bad. Uh, both guys wrestled pretty well. They, you know, they hit their strike moves. They're both... Uh, you know, they're both uh, power guys, so, you know, a lot of strikes. But, honestly, not bad storytelling in the ring. It could have been a lot uglier, and it wasn't. And uh, Jax Dane uh, retains the national heavyweight title uh, by defeating Chris Adonis. Uh, the next match was a, uh impromptu match that was announced on the pre-show. Scion uh, took on uh, uh, Tom Latimer. 
which I kind of saw coming uh, because Tom Latimer needed to be on the show, and we knew why when we get to the to the end of the night. Um, Tom Latimer's been wrestling more and more like a babyface. He's been kind of the heel in peril, uh, a face in peril. And Scion, who I've, as we've talked ex- extensively about here on, on the Saturday special, is is not one of my favorite guys. I'm not a fan. Uh, the match was okay. Uh, Latimer won in 1230. Uh, he looked pretty good. Uh, the match itself was, you know, okay. But uh, Tom Latimer winning was a big deal. Next up, the match that I was very much looking forward to. Uh, Tyrus was defending the world television title against Mims. And, uh, you know, Tyrus had just come out with Black G's. That's all who he came out with. He did not come out with Austin Idol, the rest of those guys, Jordan Clearwater, Marche Rocket. None of those guys came out. So I thought to myself, that's kind of weird. This is this is Austin Idol's, you know, gravy train, his meal ticket. He came out with Scion, his supposed son, and that was it. He didn't come out with anybody else. So I thought that was a little strange. So that's why I really thought that this was Mim's chance to shine and, uh, you know, come up with the uh, the big upset win. Did not happen. He worked his ass off, and he hit some big moves, and we had a couple of near finishes. But in the end, uh, Mim's apparently hurt his shoulder uh, Tyrus took advantage and got the victory to retain the television title. Now, uh, Tyrus, that was, if I do my math right, and based on the math that they've been talking about on, on uh, Power, uh, that is his sixth successful title defense uh, for the TV title, which means one more successful title defense gives him the lucky seven, and he officially earns a world's heavyweight championship match. Something tells me at this point, I think we're going to get that. And it may happen over the summer or may happen at NWA 74. So that should be very interesting. But Tyrus does uh, successfully defend his TV title, defeating Black, uh, defeating Mims. But Mims worked his butt off. And I have a feeling Mims will be the TV champion down the line. I think this performance proved that. He's looked the best of anybody uh, since... Uh, uh, since Tyrus has been champion, uh, Mims looked the best against him, in my opinion. So there you go. Tyrus retains the title. Uh, the next match was pretty awesome. Uh, the match I was pretty much most looking forward to now that I knew the main event wasn't happening. And this match delivered. La Rebellion, our world tag team champions, were defending the belts against the Commonwealth connection of Doug Williams and Harry Smith. And this match lived up exactly to the hype. They beat the crap out of each other. Big power moves. Big heavy strikes. Uh, Harry came actually came out wearing his dad's old uh, 1997 Heart Foundation uh, leather vest. The one that Davey, the one that Davey Boy used to wear uh, during the uh, Heel Heart Foundation in, the ni- in 1997. Uh, so he came out wearing that. He looked awesome. Uh, all four guys worked their asses off. And the Commonwealth Connection beats La Rebellion for the second time, second straight time on pay-per-view. If you remember, they upset La Rebellion in the uh, semifinals of the Crockett Cup tournament. They, of course, ended up losing in the finals to the Briscoes. Now, if you listen to our Saturday special preview, I kind of thought that um, that the, the Briscoes were going to somehow interfere and this match was going to end in a schmaz. Did not. A- another big... Uh, Stars that I thought were going to be on this show, but we're not. We did not see the Briscoes. But the Commonwealth Connection are your new NWA World Tag Team Champions, and that was that was pretty awesome. So both pairs of tag team belts 
changed hands on this show tonight. Pretty Empowered won the women's tag titles, and the Commonwealth Connection won the men's tag team titles. Then, uh, next up, another match that totally surprised me and came totally out of left field. Camille, who has been the foundation of the NWA since winning the title over a year ago, defended the belt against Kylan King, and I thought she was going to squash her. By the way, the, the uh, tag title match went 13-54. This match, I gotta say, gives the tag title match a run for its money as match of the night. I was, I was totally floored at how amazing this match was. And once again, we get an amazing performance by Camille, who, early on in the NWA, when we started documenting it here on the PTB Wrestling Network, um... We thought, not a great speaker. Uh, you know, she's she's an average talker. Um, and she's okay in the ring, a little green. No longer. No longer. She acts and presents herself as a champion. And, of course, she does hold the Burke. And after taking a pretty good beating from Kylan King, and Kylan King hit a ton of finishers, finisher-type moves, and could not get her down, Camille eventually hit the spear, and in 1725, she retained the title. Uh, But then the big thing afterwards happened when, as Camille was not celebrating, but kind of getting out of the ring, Max the Impaler came in and started uh, trying to go after her. But but, uh, they were being held back by uh, uh, by the NWA officials. So Max the Impaler looks like uh, Max will be the next... uh, uh, challenger for Camille's uh, world title. Uh, but that happened after the match. All right. Then came uh, the fun stuff. Well, depending on your point of view. So out came Matt Cardona with his crew, Mike Knox, uh, his little buddy there whose name I keep forgetting, and uh, his, of course, his lovely wife, Chelsea Green. And he went on this very long uh, tirade and long thing about he's the best and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, fuck you, Billy Corgan. This is my belt. I call the shots here, blah, blah, blah. Well, out came the president of the National Wrestling Alliance, Billy Corgan. And Billy, listen, I love Billy. I do. But Billy's got to start acting more like Vince McMahon or even coked up Tony Khan or whatever. He needs to be more aggressive. He gets in the ring and he's sitting there and he's waving his hands and he's begging you know, pretty much telling Cardona, listen, if you're not going to be back in five months, you need to forfeit the world's heavyweight title. We can't have a champion injured and not wrestle for five months. Because that's what he said. This torn bicep, which he suffered a couple weeks ago at the GCW show, uh, has him out until probably around October. And uh, that's just not going to fly. So, Billy is begging him. And I'm thinking to myself, Billy, why are you begging? This is your fucking company. That's your world title. Don't beg. Just take it. I mean, like the segment was going on, was starting to drag on a little bit too long. Well, out came out came the challenger and the guy that was supposed to wrestle uh, Cardona for the title, Nick Aldis. And Nick Aldis cut a scathing uh, promo. Um uh, I don't know if it was a, sh- a work or a shoe. I don't know if Cardona's like backstage. I don't know. But it was, I mean, it was pretty scathing. Uh, talk calling him a washed up WWE scrub. And, you know, he whacks off to his own. What did he say? He jerks off to his Twitter feed or I don't know, something like that. I don't know what it is. 
Anyway, he cut a pretty scathing promo on Cardona. Then out came um, Trevor Murdoch, who said, I haven't cashed my rematch in yet. So if if, if Cardona's hitting the bricks, how about Aldis and I wrestle for the uh, vacant title? Billy looks at him and is like, "Uh." then out comes Samuel Shaw who was in a set opening segment on the pre-show with uh, Rush Freeman and Sal Renaro. And Samuel Shaw, of course, the former uh, Dexter Loomis in NXT, uh, says, he, he finally talked, he says, I want in. So now Samuel Shaw wants an, a world's heavyweight title shot. Then out comes Tom Latimer and Camille. And Camille tells Billy... My boyfriend, or my husband, Tom Latimer, deserves... He's done so much for you. He deserves to be world's heavyweight champion. He should be getting the title shot tonight. So, first off, Cardona's still standing in the ring with the belt, and the rest of those guys are there. And at this point, this ending segment was starting to go on a little too long. And Cardona's importance was starting to slowly dip. And at this point, you're thinking to yourself, all right... Enough's enough. Get this guy out of the ring. No one cares about him anymore. It's time to move on. It's time to move on and get this crap done. And you're done, Cardona. No one cares about you anymore. Let's just move on to... um, Let's move on and get a new champion. So finally, after Billy hemmed and hawed and went through this whole rigmarole for like 20 minutes, Cardona finally handed the belt to Billy Corgan and walked off defiantly pissed off. And that was it. Cardona left, Chelsea Green, the whole crew all left. So Billy now has a conundrum. He's standing there holding Sweet Charlotte, the NWA World's Heavyweight title, and he sees these guys in the ring. Two of them are former NWA World Champions, and he's thinking, so he held the belt up, got a referee, and we had an impromptu fatal four-way match between Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch, Samuel Shaw, and Tom Latimer for the vacant NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Uh, this match was, was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of good action outside the ring. They battled in the chairs and everything. Incidentally, the Knoxville Convention Center is actually a very nice place. You could tell by the... And they did a great job on the show shooting the cameras right. Uh, there was probably... I'm not going to lie. There was probably between 400 and 600 people there. Small place but really nice, and the camera angles made it look like it was bigger, there was a lot of darkness, it was, except, you know, the, the ring was really lit, lit brightly, it was really, really badass, I have to say. So, in the end, in the final, that match was uh, 18, to 1810? 1810, Trevor Murdoch came off the top rope, hit Nick Aldis with a top rope bulldog, and got the three count. And for the second time in his career, Trevor Murdoch is the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. And I know when we were talking about it on the Twitch feed, the first thing we said was, oh, Jesus, Sean Kidd is not going to be happy. And he wasn't. Um, but, and, and I got to admit, I wasn't thrilled either. I, I had a feeling it was not going to go to um, Aldis, I don't think he was going to win the belt like that. I love Samuel Shaw, but I have a feeling that he is going to um, 
Samuel Shaw is going to kind of earn his keep back before maybe getting a title shot. And I did. that's not the way for me that I think Tom Latimer should win his first world title. So I think what they did was, and, and I'm curious what Dr. G thinks when, when, uh, when we do our, our newest episode of the Saturday special this coming weekend. I have a feeling that they just wanted to reset. You know, Trevor was champion, everything was fine, and I feel like they went to Cardona because he was available in the Indies, and they wanted a big upset, and they wanted a guy that was an, a, a, a true WWE guy that, that was hot on the indie circuit, and go from there. When they realized that Cardona's injury was going to put him out so far that I don't even think the fans cared anymore, I think Billy said, you know what, let's just put the, the belt back on Trevor and kind of retcon the last few months. And then we'll go from there. That's what I think they did. I think they just put the belt back on Trevor to kind of reboot their situation. And and now we will kind of, you know, meander our way through the next several weeks as we head towards the last weekend in August in St. Louis for uh, for NWA 74. And, and now we'll figure out, like, what the scoop's going to be. That's what I think. That's why I think Trevor got the belt back. Almost like retconning the last, you know, two and a half months since if Cardona was coming back in a month they probably would have just like maybe did some kind of tag or something and just kept Cardona with the belt but if it, if the injury is is meant from what we've heard that Cardona will not be back in action till October that's too long for him for them to kind of wait to see what to do you can't do that particularly when you have a major pay-per-view before that in late August so I'm okay with it uh I think it's just a chance to reboot and, and come up with some new storylines and kind of rewrite some stuff. Again, I think Tyrus is is a guy that we have to pay attention to now that he's only one successful TV title defense away from getting the lucky seven shot. So that that's pretty much my take on that. I think that's fine. I think it's uh, I think that's what they're planning on doing right now. It's just kind of testing the waters. Of course, they had that special show. Sunday uh, knocks out kind of a special episode of Power uh, that they shot on Sunday in Knoxville, Knoxville. And then Tuesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday. So if you're listening to this when it drops, yesterday and today, uh, I think in Nashville, they're doing another regular fresh set of uh, Power and uh, NWA USA tapings. So so let's, let's, let's uh, you know, the ju- in my opinion, <clears throat> the jury's out. Let's, let's pay attention and, and see what happens over the coming... Uh, over the coming weeks. So uh, that is uh, your reaction special for NWA Always Ready. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. Uh, check, check out the Place to Be Facebook page. Uh, or, you know, we have a lot of fun over there with polls and stuff. Uh, hit me up, direct message me to, to get you in. Um, we have a ton of fun. So uh, check out all the great shows on the a PTB Wrestling Network. We have a new episode of Highway to the Impact Zone later this week. Uh, also, a new episode of Extreme Resurrection. New episode of NWA Crock and Roll. Um, yeah, a lot of great stuff. A lot of great stuff. So, uh, and of course, join me this weekend, this Saturday, with the doctor, Dr. G. George Bellina, for our regularly scheduled episode of the NWA Saturday Special. We'll get his comments on NWA Always Ready, and we'll recap the first new, fresh episode of Power. 
uh, out of these tapings, and we'll see, you know, creatively where they're going from here after putting the uh, Sweet Charlotte back around Trevor Murdoch's very uh, meaty waist. And what's going to happen now with our two new tag team champions? Uh, Pretty Empowered, the new women's tag champions, and of course, the Commonwealth Connection, the new men's tag team champions. Uh, Have a great week, everybody. I'm Scott Criscolo. This is the Always Ready Reaction Special. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah.